Hey, it's time for another episode of the Proactive Real Estate Agent Podcast. How are you all doing? It's been a few minutes, huh? Since I have put out another podcast, I've been super, super busy. Um, My attention has been pulled in many different directions, all good directions, by the way. Um, Although I have been feeling a little under the weather, either caught a bug or caught the flu or whatnot, but been trying to um, persevere through that the last couple weeks. So I do apologize for not being more active on the podcast. I do miss it. Um, Anyway, I hope you all are having a great fourth quarter. I hope you're, I hope you are in the midst of a good start to your November as well. And I hope you had a great, great, great October. So listen, the topic of today's podcast, it was a thought that came into my mind earlier today, and it's about your presentation skills. A listing presentation, for instance. And I know as a newer agent or an agent that's been working with buyers for years and doesn't have much exposure to the listing side, because with the whole team dynamic, there are a lot of teams out there. The market is doing very well. People are growing their business and they're adding buyer agents to their team. So a lot of you probably have just been working buyers um, and have very little exposure to the listing side. So with that said, it can be a little intimidating on how you handle your presentation to a seller. And I felt that early on in my career. I coach agents currently right now who in the beginning felt that same way. A little apprehensive, I'm a little unsure, and they don't want to look stupid. So we all get that, right? Who wants to look stupid? Not me. (laughs) But, and not you. So we'll talk about two types. And the first type that comes to my mind is the listing agent presentation type of the typical sales agent. Because remember, we are in sales, right? So you do not know what your paycheck is going to be year over year. You can guesstimate it by the number of closings you had last year, by the number of solid leads or clients under contract you have this year going into 2020. So you can kind of gauge that. But as a new agent, you have no clue. So you're running with everything, looking at what the commission is for you know, that listing. If I get that listing under agreement and sell it, I could make X amount of money. And as a new agent, that's what you know, you're kind of trained to do. You shouldn't be doing that, but you're kind of trained to kind of look at that commission before you even get it because you don't know what your pay is. You didn't go into real estate career and sign with the company and says, okay, you're going to make 150000 a year as a base. And then you can just go about your job and work hard. We don't know that in real estate. We have to create our own income. So every opportunity, we try and really latch our teeth into. 
and make it our own. And some people kind of, some agents, new agents, even experienced agents, they overcompensate during their presentation. They throw out so much information, they try and overwhelm the sellers into them thinking that the agent really knows his or her stuff. They come out with charts, whether paper charts or flyers, or they do a presentation on their iPad, um, and they're showing graphs and charts and going over statistics that happened in the past and could be a predictive of the near future for their, their home. Selling at what price, how many days on market, how our company is better than the rest, right? Everybody can get their hands on some analytics and sway it to your message. So you can control the narrative and beat down your competition, basically, without beating them down verbally. That's what people want. That's what agents typically try and convey to sellers, that our company is the best and I am the best person in the company to help you. So there's that salesy part where you go in and you, you're so confident that you might come off a little forceful. You might come off as a little salesy as well. Um, not as human as the human sellers you're speaking to. Does that make sense? You want to know statistics. You want to know where your company stands. You want to know your own personal numbers. But you want to be honest about it. You want to be human about it. You don't want to just, that's what we did last year, and that's why we're the number one team in the country. And you should sell our, you should let us sell your house. To me, that's BS. Okay. Numbers can go either way. You can put out $300 million in sales last year by our team. We're the greatest team in the country. And at the same time, the $300 million was split up over, you know, 100 agents. And some of those agents from last year left. And now there's new agents coming in. So you're going to tell me that the new agent is better prepared to sell your house because of the team's performance from last year. Of course not. So that's where it comes down to you as a single agent selling yourself, selling who you are, selling your values, caring about the situation that the sellers are in, not looking at the other agents as competition. You don't need that stress. Let those other agents stress out about their presentation. You focus on you. You went to real estate school. You know what a contract looks like. You know the negotiating points that a buyer and seller are going to confront. And you know what a listing agreement is. And you know how to explain it. That's what you need to know. And you need to be able to express that as humanly as possible. You need to put your personality into your presentation. <clears throat> it's not a casual meetup. It is a professional meetup, but in a casual way. 
<clears throat> excuse me. So you know what to do. Now be human when you go into it. Listen to their wants and needs. What do you hope to be the best outcome from this Mr. and Mrs. Seller? What's the most important thing to you while listing your home, Mr. and Mrs. Seller? What's been your past experience, Mr. and Mrs. Seller? How can we improve on that experience, Mr. and Mrs. Seller? And shut up and listen. Take notes and listen. If they feel that you care about what they have to say and you care genuinely, they can see it on your face that you're listening to them and you care about what they have to say and how this listing is going to go on, then there's a good chance that you're going to get that listing over the other salesy chart-showing presenter um, agent. Now, I'm not knocking someone who shows a lot of charts and goes over statistics because there are a lot of you know, analytical people out there. And sellers like to see that as well. Some of sellers are analytical and they want to see the stats so they can make a good decision on price. That's going over a CMA. That's something you should be able to do. Um, there are other agents that just have been in the field for a long time. The new agents, the new agents will, will use the statistics of their company, overall company, to try and get listings, right? Make them look good. Give them some confidence. They can hide behind the shield of their brokerage history. And then there are other agents that have been in business for a number of years and have done these presentations a thousand times. So their own personal selling statistics should be showed, should be used in their presentation to kind of say, well, I see that you're meeting with Jimmy. Jimmy seems to have sold three homes last year. You know, I, I like Jimmy. We sold 150 homes last year. I've been in business for 25 years. I already been through this. I know what's going to happen. And maybe that agent who shows the statistics is able to pound down their competition through a combination of the statistics, the presentation of charts, and the human factor. You have to be human. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a relationship you're creating. So if you don't have the experience with the numbers backing you, go the human route. Know the market that that seller's home is in. Know how long it's taking other homes just like theirs to sell. How long are they on the market before they sell? How many showings going on in that area, in that zip code, in that price range? What do the sales reports look like year over year? Maybe they're selling in the spring. Maybe they're selling now towards the holiday season. Totally different beasts. Totally different. You have different buyers. You have different price ranges. Showings are not the same. List prices shouldn't be the same either in the fourth quarter as compared to the second quarter. 
You should know this stuff where you can use it while you're speaking to them, selling your personality, asking them questions. So do you want to be known as the salesy listing agent or do you want to be known as the agent that is proactive, knows the market, and comes across with high integrity, confidence, and humility? Someone who's very empathetic to what's going on in the seller's life. Listening to what they say. So you're not going back to them and force-feeding them information later. So, yeah, 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 we talked about that. That was on page six of my presentation. Yeah, we do not do that. And now you're going to have some friction in the relationship. So there's those are just two types of ways to confront a listing appointment. Which one would you choose? If you were a seller sitting down and an agent came and just pulled out the iPad... Oh, can I begin my presentation? And then they start going through graphs and, you know, the the charts and the pie charts and the arrows going up. And they're showing me sales charts from from last year, the year before. And then they're telling me pictures of the of, you know, stock photographs of a group of business looking individuals with thumbs up saying how great their company is to work for. And they're just doing it as a presentation, as if I'm in a classroom. It's something that I could have watched on my own and didn't need them. It was almost like an MLM, an infomercial. <coughs> Excuse me. You don't, you don't want that. You know why you don't want that? Because it's stressful on them. Because they're going to tune out. And it's stressful on you because it's not who you are. You're not a robot. You're not robotic. Be you and know the market. And go in there with, I'm not looking, I'm not interviewing for a position. Right? A lot of our broker in charges will tell us, well, you're going to interview for the position of listing their house. That's stupid. That's stressful. That's adding unnecessary stress to you, the agent. Okay, You're going to go in there. You're going to have a polite conversation with them on why they're selling their house and how best to proceed, how you can help them. Let's see how I can help you. Maybe I can, maybe I can't. But I'm going to be honest with you and upfront. Because when it comes down to it, they want someone who has their back. And you know when you meet someone if you can trust them or not. <coughs> Does that make sense? And when you take that approach, you will be more inclined to search for sellers, to make those phone calls, so you can talk to them on the phone and set up an appointment to have a conversation with them to build a relationship. You're not there like it's um, the movie Wall Street where it's just go get them. It's a numbers game. Yes, it's a numbers game, but not in the way that a greedy, selfish agent would think it is. 
It's a numbers game to find people to help. It's a numbers game to find people that want to work with you, that have a problem that you can help them with, with your skill set that you keep on practicing and practicing behind the scenes. So you will be more inclined to make the calls, to have the polite conversations on the phone, to find that one, two, three, four, four, five, six people a week that you could go ahead and say, hey, I like to stop by, just tell you what I do, take a look at the house, give you some tips, shake your hand. It's non-invasive. It's not saying, well, I'd love to have the opportunity to show you how we sell homes here at ABC Realty. Would you have time for a presentation between two and four or four and six? Be better with you, sir. That's robotic. That's not sincere. That's not building a relationship. That's not you. Those are the things that scare agents away from the business because they're looking at other people. They're looking at television. They're looking at their broker in charge. They're looking at their their marketing materials and how everything looks so in line and professional. I have to be that person on the postcard. And that's not we, what we as consumers are looking for in our people who are selling us products. We want to buy products. If I need something, I want to buy it from someone who also needs something, who deserves my attention and my hard-earned money. So that's the person you want to be when you're doing your presentations, your listing presentations. And remember... To last in this business, you have to be a lister. You can't always be a buyer's agent. If you focus on the listings enough, the listings will pay you handsomely. And when you do get buyers, you can refer them out and make more money with less work, less running around, less stress. Remember my previous podcast about niching down Don't forget that. Don't drive yourself crazy trying to be everything. It's like going into a restaurant and they have 82,000 items on the menu. They don't specialize in anything. But the place across the street that just sells cheeseburgers, the best cheeseburgers and fries, that's all they have in their menu. They have lines out the door because they niche down in the food chain, right? Play around with it. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Give yourself a presentation. Record yourself. Write it out. When you write things out, if you write everything you're going to say out, your brain starts to internalize it much better than if you just thought about it or if you just videotaped yourself saying it. You know, write these things out instead of just getting someone else's script and scratching out a few words here and there and putting your own take on it. Physically write it all out. Not type it. Physically write it all out. And then you can type it. And practice it. You'll be great at it. You know why you'll be great at it? Because it's you. You're not going to sweat. You're not going to panic. You're not going to be lost for words. Because it's simple. A listing presentation is a simple thing to do. When somebody tells you it is. I'm telling you it is. You see a house in one neighborhood. You do your 
comparable market analysis in that neighborhood. <clears throat> you find out what the average price is. You have that in hand. You know what the days on market are. You know what the showing stats are. Very easy things to remember. You know what time of year you are in. You know what interest rates are. You know the vibe of the market. And now the only thing left to do is take that price range and go see if that house is worth that price range. Where do they sit? High, low, or medium? <clears throat> and then, of course, you go over all the details. Are they really sellers in this market? How much do they owe on the property? Is the equity going to be enough for them to even pay a real estate commission? Lots of little variables that you can really look helpful by asking these questions, by going through your list of seller questions. Hey, I hope this resonated with at least one person out there. I still appreciate all the emails that you all send to me, questions and um, subjects for future podcasts. I truly appreciate it. Um, again, it's another month that has just started here. And if anyone is interested in jumping into the accountability program, please let me know. It has been a fantastic hit for the ones who are in it currently. And we are growing and expanding what we do in the accountability program. We do have a, a good number of us in there finding success, holding each other accountable, and doing the things that we said we would do when we got into this business, the business that doesn't have a paycheck, and we create it out of thin air together. So if you want any information with that, please email me at theproactiverealestateagent at gmail.com. Pretty simply there. Um, if you have friends, other agents that need to hear some honest, sound advice from the heart, share the podcast out. If you are inclined to enjoy the podcast, I ask you to leave me a five-star review. I would appreciate it. It would keep me motivated into doing these podcasts. And that's about it, guys. And gals, I hope you all have a fantastic week. Crush your goals. Realign your goals with what's going on today. And remember, this fourth quarter, baby, you're looking towards the first quarter of 2020. That's what you're working for. You will find now business. But don't get caught up in the whole holiday scene. Enjoy them. Take time to, to eat and mingle and chat and have fun and laughs and create memories. But also, make sure you're working. Make sure you're following up. Make sure you are prospecting. Because nobody's going to do it but you. And 2020 is here in a flash. And we tend to spend money during the holidays. So it would be nice to have a bunch of deals lining up in January, February, and March. So go out and get what you want. And I am here if you need me. And I look forward to 
the next episode of the Proactive Real Estate Agent Podcast. Take care.